Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500 and is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with our final update of the key metrics for the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. Then we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is the difference in revenue growth for S&P 500 companies with more international exposure and more domestic exposure. Given the uneven global economic recovery from COVID-19, did S&P 500 companies with more international revenue exposure see lower revenue growth than S&P 500 companies with more U.S. revenue exposure? But first, let's provide our final update for the first quarter earnings season for the index. At this point in time, more S&P 500 companies are beating EPS estimates than average and beating EPS estimates by a wider margin than average. As a result, the index is reporting higher earnings for the first quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the first quarter. The index is now reporting the highest year-over-year growth in earnings since the first quarter of 2010. Analysts also expect double-digit earnings growth for the remaining three quarters of 2021. These above-average growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings for 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. Overall, 95% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual results for the first quarter to date. Of these companies, 86% have reported actual EPS above estimates, which is above the five-year average of 74%. If 86% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the highest percentage of S&P 500 companies reporting a positive EPS surprise since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008. In aggregate, companies are reporting earnings that are 22.5% above the estimates, which is also above the five-year average of 6.9%. If 22.5% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the second largest earnings surprise percentage reported by the index since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008. Due to the number and magnitude of these positive EPS surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the first quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the first quarter. The blended earnings growth rate for the first quarter is 51.9% today, compared to an earnings growth rate of 50.3% last week, and an earnings growth rate of 23.7% at the end of the first quarter back on March 31st. Now, when we use the term blended, we're referencing that the growth rate combines actual results for companies that have reported and estimated results for companies that have yet to report. The positive earnings surprises reported by Walmart, Home Depot, Target, and Lowe's companies were the largest contributors to the improvement in overall earnings for the index during the past week. The positive earnings surprises reported by Apple, Alphabet, J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, and Amazon.com have been the largest contributors to the overall increase in earnings for the index since the end of the first quarter back on March 31st. If 51.9% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the highest year-over-year earnings growth reported by the index since the first quarter of 2010 at 55.4%. The unusually high growth rate is due to a combination of higher earnings in the first quarter of 2021 and an easier comparison to unusually weak earnings in the first quarter of 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. Ten sectors are reporting, or have already reported, year-over-year earnings growth, led by the consumer discretionary sector at 230%, 
the financial sector at 144%, the material sector at 64%, and the communication services sector at 54%. The only sector reporting a year-over-year decline in earnings is the industrial sector at negative 1%. Looking at future quarters, analysts project double-digit earnings growth for the remaining three quarters of 2021, with earnings growth expected to peak in the second quarter of 2021 at 59.9%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 21.2, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the week, 13 S&P 500 companies, including one Dow 30 component, are scheduled to report results for the first quarter. High-profile companies that are scheduled to report results during the week include Salesforce.com, NVIDIA, and HP. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is domestic versus international revenue exposure for S&P 500 companies. As of today, the blended revenue growth rate for the first quarter is 10.7%. If 10.7% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the highest year-over-year revenue growth reported by the index since the third quarter of 2011 at 12.5%. Given the uneven global economic recovery from COVID-19, did S&P 500 companies with higher international revenue exposure underperform S&P 500 companies with higher domestic revenue exposure in terms of revenue growth for the first quarter? The answer is no. Faxit Geographic Revenue Exposure data was used to answer this question. For this analysis, the index was divided into two groups, companies that generate more than 50% of sales inside the U.S. or those with more domestic exposure, and companies that generate more than 50% of sales outside the U.S. or those with more international exposure. Aggregate revenue growth rates were then calculated based on these two groups. For the companies that generate more than 50% of revenues inside the U.S., the blended revenue growth rate for the first quarter is 8.9%. For companies that generate more than 50% of revenues outside the U.S., the blended growth rate for the first quarter is 16.2%. What is driving the sharp difference in revenue growth rates between S&P 500 companies with more international revenue exposure and those with more domestic revenue exposure? Well, at the sector level, there was broad-based outperformance by companies with more international revenue exposure, led by the information technology and communication services sectors. In seven of the 11 sectors, the companies with more international revenue exposure had higher revenue growth rates than the companies with more domestic revenue exposure. The information technology and communication services sectors were the largest contributors to the 16.2% revenue growth rate for S&P 500 companies with more international revenue exposure. The information technology sector has the highest international revenue exposure of all 11 sectors at 57%, while the communication services sector is tied with the energy sector for the fourth highest international revenue exposure at 42%. If these two sectors were excluded, the revenue growth rate for companies with more international revenue exposure would fall to 7% from 16.2%. At the super region level, companies with more revenue exposure to the Asia-Pacific region outperformed companies with more revenue exposure to Europe. Companies with more than 50% international revenue exposure that also had more than 25% revenue exposure to the Asia-Pacific region had revenue growth of 21.6%. On the other hand, companies with more than 50% international revenue exposure that also had more than 25% revenue exposure to Europe had revenue growth of 11.8%. Apple is an example of a company with more international revenue exposure that witnessed higher revenue growth in the Asia-Pacific region compared to Europe. 
Apple reported revenue growth of 78% for the first quarter in the Asia-Pacific region and revenue growth of 56% for the first quarter in Europe. It is interesting to note that there was a much smaller difference in earnings growth rates for S&P 500 companies with more international revenue exposure, which had earnings growth of 53.7%, and more domestic revenue exposure, which had earnings growth of 51.2%. The smaller difference was mainly due to the financial sector. The financial sector was the largest contributor to the 51.2% earnings growth rate for S&P 500 companies with more than 50% domestic revenue exposure. The financial sector has the third highest U.S. revenue exposure of all 11 sectors at 77%. If this sector were excluded, the earnings growth rate for companies with more domestic revenue exposure would drop to 30.3% from 51.2%. Within the financial sector, the bank's industry was the largest contributor to earnings growth for the sector. The bank's industry reported earnings growth of 258%, but revenue growth of only 3%. This sharp difference between earnings and revenue growth was mainly due to companies in this industry reporting substantial year-over-year decreases in provisions for loan losses. These decreases had no impact on revenue growth, but significantly boosted earnings growth. For more details, please see our podcast from April 19th. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out our full FactSet Earnings Insight report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. Please note that we will not have an Earnings Insight podcast next week. The next episode of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast will be on June 7th. Music.